speaking of before we kick this off right i would like to to insert a little plug in in this episode because uh i'll be i'll be hosting a webinar with a german consulting industry trade press title on it's march title is it flow i think you it's march 24th yeah, March twenty fourth, but which title? Because yeah. this is what oh, I love to know. So the magazine is consulting.de, right? Like the German top mm-hmm. level domain. And I'll I'll be hosting a webinar which um, will explain how you can build like a digital first go to market system in your firm, and just four easy steps. Just kidding! It's <laughs> like we're putting four building blocks in place. So, so all content will be in German. So for our many US, UK, Canada, and other followers, sorry. I mean, still very welcome, but I will. Yeah. You'll be the speaking The entire Deutsch. thing will be in Deutsch, right? So yeah. if you don't speak the language. So this regardless, let me, let, me, let me push through this awkward thing. Regardless. So the thing is on the 23rd, it's. 11 a.m. in the mornings. It's virtual, so we, because it's a webinar, right? That's some. Um, and I'll put a link to the registrations in the show notes. By the way, uh, calling out the publisher, they do an entire week of this. Like it's the the Woche des Consultings. They have a bunch of interesting people lined up to to speak and talk about things. So maybe worthwhile checking out the entire program if you are in Germany, right? To that's the caveat. Okay, so I was going to ask you about all those questions, but you've answered it. That's there. Now, we play the theme song, and then we get into today's episode. From the home offices of Ash and Flow, this is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Ash, welcome back to this new episode of the Unbillable Hours podcast. Yeah, it's good to be back. And actually, this is that this is a continuation of our series. What is it? Episode three? I mean, part three of the series? I think it's three of the mini series around digital first go to market or digital first growth systems or whatever we call it. Which all began um, thanks to our friend Luke Smiles. Yeah, we sort of built it from from after the mm-hmm. episode with him, right? Yeah. So. For those of you who followed along, you'll remember we did, we had Luke on, then we clicked down into the digital first concept. Then we did an episode on strategy. Then we did one on client journey. And then we interrupted the entire miniseries to bring Michael on. <laughs> but we're back now. And you might remember or not. Well, not just Michael, third... if you guess. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But the that the episode with Andre will drop next week. What was that? Sorry. And in the miniseries logic, right, we had strategy, we had client journey. So this one today will be a story development or story design, which is very similar to messaging, Ash, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's more than that. So I don't know. Let's I do want to say story. that all of you story nerds and marketers, we are not touching on Robert McKee or anything like that. We are talking much no. more on story structured messaging and how it works in terms of the sales and marketing connection because guess what we essentially i mean we will get into this but essentially companies tend to go through multiple pathways multiple journeys and sales is one thing marketing does another thing and the client who just comes in for say a supply chain or a finance transformation is like what am i even looking at i just need one thing (laughs) so we we need this is trying to make sure that you know that the story the client is trying to look for is there within what you're telling the market. 
Yeah. Also, I love the reference to Robert McKee, which never hurts to brush up on on his writings. But let's mm -hmm. let's leave it at that. So I think you you, you already sort of uh, put the the brackets around it or, or drew the big box of what it is. I think I want to add to it or maybe maybe detail it a little bit. I think the the story design for a consultancy, as I understand it, is. It's the process of creating a bunch of deliverables, deliverables, deliverables. So a set of key messages, you already said that, right, which we need throughout. But then also, I think some pillar themes, or some people call them content swim lines, which you derive from the messaging, right? And all of this stuff should exist so it informs your future marketing programs and and materials and all, all that good stuff, which I think we could stop here a little bit and discuss real quickly, wh why do we call it story and not messaging and blah, blah, how is this different? Because that could be a question. I, I, I think yeah, let, someone might ask. Yeah. People might ask, like, let, let's, let's break it down to a very simple thing. This is essentially your narrative. That's what it is when you boil it down. Yes. Because what happens is you've got key messages, you've got themes, you've got a market, you've got customers and consumers, and you've got to tell the market what your themes, what your messages mean for them. Because you've already done all the research, you've done all of that stuff. Now, yeah. this narrative story that you've got helps them know, right, I'm a C-suite supply chain officer. I, I'm sorry I'm picking on supply chain, just like you pick on automotive, but essentially, I'm a C-suite supply chain guy. I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, right now, I need more than just a stat bog standard SAP transformation. I need something more. I need I need a full suite here. I probably need like some of the smaller partners and everything. And I look, I Google and try and find out. And I'm suddenly taken to an SAP CFO transformation because for whatever reason, the company decided that everything SAP is fitting in one narrative and this is how we go for it. And that's where people make the entire mistake. That's not the story of your company. That's not the story of your message. That's not the story of your entire narrative. And that's not the story that the reader or the consumer in this yeah. case is looking for. And all of this happens yeah. because, because people try to build multiple storylines instead of a singular storyline that connects each dot. And this is why, and I know we're jumping into the next point of why this is important, because First of all, no, no, you. That's the right point. Exactly. That, that's exactly where we are, right? Why, yeah. why is this important, or why is why is it different? Why is it important? Sorry, go yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, everything you say has to be going in the same direction. You cannot go and say we need to run, we need to accelerate our transformation in this regard, and then say no, no, at this particular thing we need to stop. Your messaging needs to be consistent, and that can only fit within a narrative. It does your messaging because you'll have multiple messages. Your narrative is where it unites it into a singular flow. You need to be yeah. consistent in what you say because consistency, consistency, consistency. I forget who says that, yeah. but this is really important because that's how your clients know that you are the premium, or at least you are the best in the market for this particular solution. And especially if you're a small shop, you're not going to go and complete with the big SI players and go and you know, do everything. You have specific niches that you want to do and you need to be the best there. And we've seen lots of companies do this really well. And if they've got their messaging and their themes clear, it helps yeah. them dominate that space. And, 
and and if if one flows from the other follows the other right which i think that's that's the point i want to drive home you 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 alluded to it is this consistency you mentioned is so important right but it's also difficult because you know stuff happens the practice goes through the daily work and then lots of lots of firms will have a messaging architecture on a slide somewhere they will have boilerplates in the, the their media relations team will have it right they probably have offering or service specific sales enablement materials there's also messaging in there right and then and then there's content plans of course in the marketing department blah blah and it's all more or less connected i see many cases where it's less connected so this is why we don't call this messaging but narrative or story design we want because on a higher level we want to have we want the messages defined we want the story to be told but we also want to have some clear logic underpinning it how key messages become pillar themes of stuff we talk about, how these pillar themes con- connect back to things we say about our offerings, and then how across all this stuff, like you said, Ash, mm-hmm. uh, it's very, very consistent. And the the high-level elements of the story, which is back to your supply chain guy, do not vary much by a buyer champion or buyer persona, if you're a fan of personas. Of course, there's different benefits in the services we provide for the CFO than maybe for the COO, but the premises of the story, the all these things, they should probably be the same. They should probably be consistent. I think that's that was a long answer to the question, how is this different? And, how and Flo, what but, you said um, was amazing. And I did want to bring highlight one thing. What you did say while talking about the various elements made sure that you connected the sales and the marketing areas and the other areas that a client facing yeah. to speak consistently across. Because as we know, sometimes there's a sales story and a marketing story and they not they not be the same. And yeah. you brought out what these various messaging and things are that need to be. And made. I think we can we can make this a bit more practical about using the example of this podcast for lack of a better one in, in a bit, right? Because it sounds like a lot of stuff, but actually the opposite is true. We want to have this narrative design, our story design help us to keep things very, very clear and very, very simple because that scales. Right. Mm-hmm. That that is easy yeah. to push through even a complex organization, a matrix organization. So clarity and simplicity in in the way we message, mm-hmm. and we do explicitly don't want. I don't want to hate on the message house because I actually do like the framework and use it a lot. But I see too many firms where there's a bunch of those flying around, and if you yeah. think and, about and, like and how these messaging slides typically look like, there's just too many boxes on too many slides, and nobody knows what the bigger picture story. Actually, I, I do want to bring one sidebar to it. Multiple times within the same company, different groups use different messaging templates, <laughs> which makes it really confusing because people are like, what's the floor? What's the ceiling? What's this? And you're like, I need, <laughs> yeah, I need the yeah, consistent the thing it's, across yeah. everything. Oh, I love this. I never thought about it. You, you, oh, I thought about it, but I've never spoken about it. Yeah, you're right. Everybody knows the thing has to have a house shape loosely. Yeah. But then you see like there's a there's a box underneath the roof. There's three pillars or five. There's like stairs, but like the, yeah, you're right. There's everybody does their own flavor of this, so it looks like within a house, the same but company. The logic, but the logic I'm gets fine actually different broken. Companies yeah. using different messaging houses, that's fine. But within <laughs> yeah, the same true. group, use something that's consistent. True. Yeah, that's true. It's not okay. Read the damn book. Sorry, yeah. forget the message house. Let's let's get back into this. So I think in in terms of so how might we do this, right? We we we've, yeah. we've now confused everybody with a bunch of stuff. Too much about this story design is actually quite straightforward. Just wanted to talk to us super quickly about why do we do this now in our mini series, right? Why did we do the strategy first? I think that's obvious. You have to do the strategy first. But why did we do the client journey design 
before the messaging well, because to Ash's point, we wanted to understand all the entry points for the for the different buyers and then sort of abstract it from there to maybe simpler model. But we have to understand how people what, what types of people come to us through which ways. And then also we need to know what the firm offers to these people as they come in, right? So the offerings have to be clear as well because the messaging needs to tie all of that together, all the strategy, all the client insights, all the client journeys we've designed, all the offers we designed. And only if that is in place, should you work on messaging ideally, right? I know in practice it's difficult yeah. to keep in that order, but doing it the other way around, like people in the ivory tower designing fancy message house slides, and then meanwhile, people in the real world are selling real solutions to clients. And then that, that's where the disconnect happens, right? So it's better to do it the other way around. Find journey offerings first, messaging second. That's just a yeah, and, side point. And, and I think we have one more note yeah, regarding how you to engineer more, it, right? Yeah, and, yeah not to over-engineer. And that's why you need to have a consistent singular journey. Like, what, I love how you talked about entry points for the buyers and all of that. But the key thing about entry points that you shouldn't forget is there can be an entry point through sales. There can be an entry point through marketing as in your standard traditional marketing. And there's an entry point through digital. All these entry points should all, still all go to the Sorry, same. Like we heard, right? Should be on yeah. the same journey. Like don't overcomplicate it because you want to now consider your high value client or your premium cow that you want to milk. No, think about the fact that anyone who's coming to you, regardless of how, regardless of the point of the buying journey, they're coming to you, regardless of which part sales or marketing or whatever, they're coming to you. They need to all go through the same journey. Remember that your high value clients are a custom solution because you know that you're not just going to sell them a COO offering. You're going to sell them a CEO. You're going to try and sell them a CFO because you are looking at them in a yeah. bigger way. They do not need this. They need something more <clears throat> custom and you can build custom for that. But trying to fit your custom thing into your standard messaging and narrative, that that just makes yeah, it too bad. complicated and it's just yeah. not worth it. Make sure that anyone coming to you for the first time or second time, whatever, they all have the same journey, regardless of which yeah. buyer, they have all different entry points, and regardless of which client-facing yes. means. I, I, I like this, and, and I think it's you are right. I think both things are true, right? As often, I do have to have an analysis and understand the various buying champions and the, 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 the sort of... The, the entry points like we discussed, but I then I have to bring it, having understood this, I have to bring it back into a simplified model. And I fully agree with stick with something simple here because yes, we've all seen criticisms of, oh, how complicated the buyer journey has become. <laughs> I think Gartner has some beautiful slides out there, how complex it is. But honestly, the fundamental jobs the buyers have to do are still the same. I still have to identify and understand an issue in my business. Mm -hmm. And I have to agree to the fact that it's worth solving and I have to discover solutions for it. And I have to maybe choose one and then build alignment around the idea to actually go for that and make the change. And then I have to find vendors. But also the generic, the generic buying journey or client journey, as we refer to in previous episodes still stands. And I really like your idea to, to keep it that simple and to develop the narrative for that journey. Right. Mm -hmm. So Maybe we should go into how, how you do this, right? Build this thing, yeah. Yeah, so I think at the beginning, basic 
message house stuff. Sorry, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to do the message house, but I think we need the core messages. So we need an idea about a client filter message, or so we sometimes call it. We need to know the, the, the a point of view on clients' issues, and we need the positioning and the value proposition messaging for the firm. You can go back in the catalog and find our episodes. I think we've, you and I, Ash, have spoken about this at length. <laughs> I do want to make reference to, and maybe I'll link this in the show notes, to Luke Smyers framework for this. He has this, this self introduction framework for consulting firms where he just has them complete sentences. And I think those sentences are clients come to this firm for X, right? You have to fill in the X. They usually struggle with Y, mm -hmm. right? You have to fill in the Y. We help, help, typically help them do Z. And as a result of this, they can typically expect this and that outcome. So this is a this is a neat way to tie all these, right? Who's the client? What's the challenge? What's our positioning? What's the value prop together in one paragraph? You absolutely need need those, I would say. Yeah. And then we need to have we need to derive and here I have to sorry I have to shuffle this around in the notes. I think we have to we have to have some sort of connector messages that connects the the high level story one level deeper into the the either the offerings we offer or the consulting process we pursue and so forth so let's like make, we, let's make it really simple you need to have a connector messaging for your sales and for your marketing yes you need a connecting message for your offering and for what you're trying you know what the different marketing channels are and what the different buyer journeys are but in a simplistic term you need to make sure that your sales and marketing teams who are essentially client facing or client gathering are saying yeah. the same thing. And and to make this practical for folks, if you have your client journey defined in the stages therein, and we can stick with the very generic one, you can do a little exercise to to establish the connector messaging because that essentially answers the question how, right? You've okay. made your value proposition. How do you get me from A to B? And it, the connector messaging should answer this how question for every step in the client journey. So imagine the first step, let's say, is I have to discover an issue in my business I want to solve. So what is, how do I do that? Well, you have to have messages that show the, isn't the issue to me, right? You have to explain to me the issue exists, why it's important, all that type of stuff, right? We have to have a message there or content there. So if you, to your point early on, Ash, if you sell digital transformation in supply chain context, you will need some messaging around why should I digitalize my supply chain management, right? How, is mine, mine is already digitalized, is it performing well? So essentially there's probably you need benchmark messaging or messaging around how I could do better. Then let's say the next step in my buying journey is deciding to take action, right? And, and sort of building alignment within my company around this idea to, to actually solve this. What's, what's the how? Well, you would have to give me information around maybe the business case. We've talked about this before, right? So mm -hmm. what's in it for me if I actually tackle the issue, this type of stuff. So this is the idea of the connector messaging. Once you've done the positioning, walk me through the hows, how to do this for each steps in the buying journey. And then, I think we can say from those, we can click up one level again and aggregate or derive pillar themes, right? So yep. in those core messages and in those connector messages, what concepts are there floating around? What things are there which I should be talking about all the time? And typically, if I work with clients, I recommend you keep this list of pillar themes fairly short. You can do three, you can do five. If you have more than seven, I'd maybe reconsider. Now, 
take this podcast as an example, and we can walk you through the entire thing. So we could we could say, what's our client filter message? Well, our client this is a podcast, obviously, for people who market consulting firms. Right, who sit in a marketing function or who lead a practice? Well, um, yeah, let's, their, let's... their issue often is their issue yeah. often is that they might not have the best performing marketing efforts underway right yet. And our value proposition is well, we give you some know-how that might help you fix this. Right, this is our high-level messaging let's... in a way. Let, let me let me just try distilling a little bit. Essentially, our po- podcast is about practice building by improving their marketing strategy and optimizing operations by educating management that's essentially yeah. what we're trying to do and we know what our audience is and we know our yeah our go in point and we know so, what the end outcome is as well yeah so if you if you were to ask what are our what's our connector messaging we would be lying if we would say that we have detailed those and planned them out like we recommend here but um, sort of organically, we do have them because if you were to go back into the podcast episode, you could see, right? We explain how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? Steps uh, me... all around this idea of a marketing strategy and operations in the firm, right? Let, let me also say Flo's being a little bit modest here because he's actually structured this in his head before it actually came out <laughs> as structured as it is. Yes, we've discussed this a bit, but Flo's also structured it in a way that it made a lot more sense. And as you guys should check out Client Friendly because you'll see a lot more flows, structured work there and how he <sighs> effectively helps flowers. clients. And this is the way that it's been coming up. It's it's a structured set. It It isn't disorganized chaos. There is a method here. We just don't yeah. have it down on paper because... Yeah, and the, the message will be revealed during a certain webinar, but it's only in German. Do, do register. It'll be free and it's fun. Just kidding. Yeah. Moving on. Plug so, so this is yes. this is a podcast idea, right? And if if you then uh, to bring this back into the last step, if if, if we then uh, sort of aggregate this up again and say, okay, what are the podcast pillar themes? I think all we ever talk about is marketing strategy, marketing management, and tactics and operations, right? If I had to in in my own process drum up the four themes. Now, why do we need those? Or why do we need this sort of summary or abstraction? Because that helps us to create new content that still aligns to the overall messaging and the overall the overall narrative right which and that it helps our specific buyers in what we are trying to offer them which is essentially practice building practice growth yeah and once you have those pillar themes and i think we can do an extra episode about this at some point in time but all you need once you have these pillars is some sort of system or mechanic, a mechanism probably, sorry, to to turn those pillar themes into new, 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 new content ideas. We'll never run out of ideas while always talking about the same things. That's 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 let, let me also very important. Make, let me let me give people a visual here. Essentially, your pillar themes are the fuel that runs the content generation engine. Yeah. And it's the, the, I would have said, that's an interesting metaphor. I would have said there are the swim lines we always want to stay within because we don't want to talk about a million things on this podcast. We want to talk about marketing strategy, management, and operations and tactics. So anyways, so, and I, the, speaking of this method, an interesting way to do this is build a spreadsheet where you have the pillar themes as columns and then just write the ideas in the lines underneath. And once you have the ideas written or you just you know, you collect, you just collect this. And then if you pick any of those, you just have to detail it in and say, okay, what single specific problem or decision do we want to support 
with this particular content idea, right? What's the impact of that problem or decision on the business of our client audience? And how do we overcome it? And then finally, what's the benefit we deliver? So there's four questions to ask to or off each of your topic ideas, which you generate from these pillar themes. And that's it. Once you have that as input, you can write killer social posts, articles, video scripts, Blogs, whatever. Again, everything. Yeah. taking this taking this back to the podcast. I mean, what do we try to do with this episode? This is my sneaky way to segue into the 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 recap, sorry. We wanted to help you fix the problem of how do I get effective and and comprehensive messaging and storytelling in place for the entire firm, right? And we we presented and a framework after having shown you a little bit where the problem is if you do disconnected, disjointed pieces of this, and then we try to convey the idea how, how a comprehensive process might look like. So you see, like I tried to hit the answers to those four questions in every piece of content we do, because that's how it becomes actually effective. So, that was a lot of stuff. And I, feel. I, pretty, I just want to add that, you know, what would be fun is this, is this recap session is now going to be called TLDL. Too long, didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can skip to the end. We should, you should find a fixed marker so people can just skip to it. Yes. But there you have it. That's it. Story design takes place after you have the client journey in hand because you don't just build your core messages. Mm -hmm. You also build messages that are specific to the client journey and answer the question, how do I progress through this step? How do I progress through this step? How do I progress through this step? And once you've done that, you can derive pillar themes or sort of topical areas or swim lanes from it, which will help you can create content to until the day's end, right? Typically, which is what you want. You want to be talking about the same stuff always because mm -hmm. that's how you build visibility. That's how you build expertise. That's how you get remembered because you're out talking about the same stuff over and over and over again. Yes. Do we have forgotten anything? Ah, no, we... I believe we've, this has been comprehensive. Further things could be explored in detail in other episodes, perhaps, which we'll need to think about. But for now, Flo, I think it's a wrap. Great. Great. I am not going to lie. I'm ready for the weekend. So... I hope <laughs> I hope you have a great one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for stopping by doing this, Ash. Pleasure as always. Thanks to everybody always. else, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it and have a nice Friday eventually. Or a nice start into the week, depending when you listen to it. I'll stop the recording here. See you next week. See you. Next week. Next week. See ya. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 